All right, man. You know what? It's been a good minute. We went from podcast to radio and now back to podcast. For the meantime, it is Sweep the League. Rudy Campos Jr., Derek Irvin, The Rock, Rocky Garza, joined as always by Stats. And the man, the myth, the legend. I had the pleasure of working with him this past uh, Monday, actually, on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. Shamaya on the beats. Gentlemen, it's been a while since we've all been on the same broadcast, but now we're going from local to worldwide again because we're going back to podcast. Derek, uh, you've got Team Gervin balling up from what I've seen. What else have you been up to? Well, I've been putting a lot of my time in that. First, I want to say hi to you guys, man, and to the listeners out there. Say hello to everybody, and I'm glad to be back. Yes, sir. For well, sure, man. Thanks for thanks for coming back. I, I figured man, you were going to be back with our crazy Come on, answers. man. You got, we, we're going to take it back to radio eventually. We're going to do both. Um, but, oh, yeah, yeah dealing deal with these eighth graders, uh, we'll have our first official five-on-five uh, -five tournament this Sunday. And what I did was I put a team together. Um, you know, I always talk about how these guys don't get an opportunity uh, with some of these AAU teams. And I'm going to be honest, some of the coaches are biased. Uh, they play their friends, babies, you know, they kid, their own kids. Um, they play friends. You know, let's just do it like that. So sometimes these players that the fringe players, I call them, they don't get the opportunities that they deserve. And I believe if you don't uh, give guys a chance or young ladies, you don't know what they what they really have until you give them an opportunity to be themselves. And that's what I've decided to do with this team. Uh, I kind of want to play the style of the Golden State Warriors. I want everybody involved, uh, ball movement and things like that, uh, things that they're going to need when they get to high school. So that was my idea. Um, I'm actually going to have a young man from Central Catholic help me. I'm going to have him as my assistant coach so he can learn both on both ends of the spectrum as a player and as a coach. So I'm excited about that. Who, who's that going to be? Uh, his name is Enrique. Oh, okay, He's okay. One of, one of my little guys. He'll be a senior this year. I'll be going and, to a few Central Catholic games this year, actually. Yeah, he's on. He wears uh, glasses. No, he's a little bitty guy, uh, but he's a, a first class. He's an A man, A one guy. And I just want. I figured him uh, meeting the young fellas, the eighth graders, would be good for him, and it'd be good for them, and it teach him, man. Because you know, we always talk about the Spurs. Um, we've been fortunate to have one of the best teams ever in the NBA history, and of course, the Spurs. You could, you know, they start off guys start off as uh, video coordinators. And then you, you know, you, you go from there, you move up the, the totem pole, so to say, so to speak. And that's what yeah. I want uh, these guys to understand. So if they're not able to play basketball, they still can be involved in the game. And that's what I call, you know, having something to fall back on. It might still be in the same field. So that's something I think that's would be exciting for them. Awesome. Team Gervid, man, going to make its name, going to make a statement in the city of San Antonio. Anybody out there, hey, anybody out there, eighth graders and even other grades, I mean, you want some basketball training? Derek is the absolute best in town. Contact him. Wow. Real nice guy to get a hold of. Easy to get a hold of, too. He'll work with your kids left and right. And I'm even trying to get him to work with me because I, I got to fix my jump shot and we got to work hey, on that. Hey, Rudy, it's amazing you said that. And I'm <laughs> thanking you. Uh, I had a, it's a lady, I, they just moved here not long ago uh, to San Antonio. And um, they were in Denver. 
Uh-huh. And so she was out in Denver and she met this guy. And this guy used to work for my nephew for the George Gervin Strength and Motion Program. And when she was talking about something for her son, a trainer and this and that um, in San Antonio, I was the first guy BJ mentioned. So I got to send a shout out to BJ Savoy uh, and thank him very much for mentioning me. Um, I've, I've grown to love the young man already. Sam is his name. And man, it, it, I mean, hey, it's something that I can't describe. Just the feeling of being able to help young people and, and be an impact in their life. Awesome, man, Derek. We've got you know we've got to find out what you've been up to with Team Gervin. I guarantee all the good that you're doing in the San Antonio community is the complete total opposite of the Rock. He's probably doing <laughs> a bunch of shady shit here in San Antonio. Rock, what have you been up to, Rock? I I know you've probably been hitting the strips. I'm sure, right? Of course, dude. You know, I've been getting that two ninety nine steak and fries. You know, two ninety nine steak and fries. <laughs> I remember that. that. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's where all uh, my my uh, paychecks come from. A company that I worked for that Rudy loved and endeared for many years. So that's why. Hey, you know, hey truth we, be told, there's a strip club down take, the street. There is. is. I know there is. I I, what is they call strip what? Well, there's a strip club. They call them, I guess, strip clubs. Oh, we back on the. St- oh my goodness. Yeah, we won't. We won't get dumped on this time. Isn't <laughs> that how sure. we ended up on podcast? No, I'm just. No, no, no. Totally I'm just different. Back to silly, man. <laughs> oh, Coming back God. with a vengeance, right, guys? Oh, I know. <laughs> Big time. All right. So, other than strips, rock, and working at uh, Airtron because that's where I used to work. But what have you been up to? You still writing for Inside the Star? Yeah, uh, before, you know, we got in here, I was uh, drafting up a, an article that should be coming out tomorrow unless I schedule it through, uh, later in the week. But I've been writing for Inside the Star. I'm trying to work into getting with uh, Jacob um, just to try to figure out Jacob DeLeon, who the, runs Project Spurs now, trying to figure out and gauge like, where I'm going to begin writing again to get back into it. Um, I'm excited to see if I can help with any way to contribute to the NBA draft uh, that's going to be coming up this summer. Real excited to see what the Spurs are going to do. And just been applying to a lot of jobs, man. I mean, I'm just really revising my resume, trying to gauge of where I can improve words, certain words, what I can do to just really put myself in the door and applying everywhere, man. I'm just shooting my shot everywhere. And I know, I know it can be frustrating getting those, you know, rejections or just no responses, but I know eventually, you know, wherever I'm destined to be, that'll happen. Uh, hey, hey Rudy, Ricky, sure. hey, um, before you say anything, Rudy, I want to say um, rest in peace, Michael DeLeon. Yes. yes yeah, yes. I, have to, I have to say that, man. And I'm sorry for the loss. And, um, you know, I keep up on YouTube, I mean, on Facebook with what's going on. And I know you guys, um, DeLeons, have meant a lot to you, gentlemen. And uh, that's something that's dear to my heart. I just had to say uh, rest in peace, Michael DeLeon. Yeah, definitely. Rest in peace, Michael. Uh, Michael was a big uh, supporter, major supporter of Sweep the League before it was even on radio. He was a huge supporter of the podcast that we had before. Uh, When we got into radio, Michael stepped up and wanted to be one of our sponsors. So we owe a lot to Michael. Um, He ended up did passing away uh, a while back here. Um, Just just a terrific person. One of the greatest guys uh, in the city of San Antonio, ran a very tight and great ship over at Project Spurs. Um, but yeah, our hearts, our sentiments, our prayers are out with the DeLeon family. And like Rock said, I, I do work for Project Spurs still as well. We've got the, uh, I'll be hosting the Project Spurs draft uh, draft show, which will cover the first round this year at the NBA. So 
Uh, it's it's going to be fun. But yeah, everything that is dedicated to Michael DeLeon, for sure. Appreciate that, Derek, for bringing that up. Um, we definitely need to give him a shout out on that. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I completely agree. So we got stats and Shamaya. I mean, Shamaya don't say much anyway. I, I tried getting Shamaya to talk on Monday night, and I went from having him say 30 words to like 60 words. He said a lot <laughs> that night. Wow. So Shamaya, are you you are here, right, Shamaya? You, you definitely are here, right? Oh, yeah, man. I'm just hiding behind the shadows like CP3. <laughs> this, uh, you're uh, hiding like CP3. Oh, are you saying we should get Pat Beverly on the show here pretty soon? <laughs> oh, oh throw Draymond in there too. Please get Draymond. Pat Beverly. <laughs> just, just get them all in there. Hey, um, hey, are you guys laughing about the Patrick? Be- what do you guys? Can I ask Rudy? What do you guys think about the Patrick Beverly situation I, the last two days? I'm gonna be real with you, man. I I saw snippets of it. I didn't really see the whole thing of it, but not knowing that I don't have a. I'm not part of the brotherhood like you are when it comes to NBA. I I, I think it was cheap shit to be honest with you. I, I I didn't I didn't like it at all. I mean, to me, it was terrible to have him call him out like that. Uh, you know, in ESPN's on a national platform, I I think there's some sort of professionalism that you should have whenever you're on a broadcast or anything like that. And to me, it was just unprofessional with what he said and the way he was. But again, that's just my opinion. I was actually going to ask you, Derek, what, what do you, how'd you feel on that? Because I saw you kind of posting on social media a little bit about it. Well, I'm not, I'm not a Patrick Beverly fan from the beginning because I don't like dirty players. Mm. And I'm going to say this clearly, and I'm not going to bite my tongue even a little. No, Patrick I don't. Beverly is possibly the dirtiest player that's ever played in the NBA. I still have a problem when he hurt Russell Westbrook at the table a few years ago. And then he compounded that in 2019-20, he tried to hurt Russ again. So I had a problem with that, and the NBA never dealt with it. Uh, Then we come into last season, uh, Chris Paul is dribbling the ball, and uh, Beverly sets himself up so he's going to act like he's going to go through the screen, and he chop blocks Chris Paul at the legs. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, everybody, then he, of course, he gets up, he walks down the floor like he always does. I call it cowardly behavior, like the kid in school that always acted a fool, the sneaky kid. And then when they get caught, they want to blame it on everyone else. That's Patrick Beverly. But my biggest problem with it as an NBA guy, that's a fraternity that we we're in. Mm-hmm. Just like you and your field. You don't go on television or radio and bash your coworkers. Is cowardly when they're not there to defend themselves. And that's the biggest problem I had with it. I don't, you know, the fans will see it a lot differently than I did because I played. And the players, if you notice, the Matt Barnes, the Lillards, and guys like that, they didn't like it because it's breaking the code. And he really broke the code. And then to bring him back again today, I mean, come on, man. It's it's ridiculous. Uh, They're ruining a good show because J.J. Reddick, has made me able to stomach Stephen Smith. Stephen, I don't call him Stephen A. Smith unless it's ass. So Stephen Smith, <laughs> I, I, I've, I've been able to stomach him again with J.J. Reddick on there. I think J.J. is fantastic. And to have J.J. on there and then you bring on Patrick Beverly, I ask you guys on here that have watched the show, if you just look at J.J. Reddick's face, he sits there and he's drinking whatever's in his cup, his coffee or whatever, soda. And he's really looking like, man, this guy just doesn't get it. 
but he doesn't say anything. He keeps his his composure, and he does what he's supposed to do. Uh, I wish they would get Patrick to be on here and do the same thing. He was brought on to be a one-day analyst or two-day analyst, mm. but he turned it into a personal rant on Chris Paul. And that bothers me because Chris Paul also has kids and a family. So now you're putting Chris Paul's kids in danger or whatever or getting bullied because now they have to go to school the next day. So those are the things I think about. I think it was Bush League, and that, but it's, that's Patrick Beverly. So I guess what else should you let's just expect? Yeah, and before I wanted to get the stats, and I wanted to get Rocky uh, their opinions on the Pat Beverly thing. But I, I want to come hard on you again. Super League podcast is different. It's not radio. You know, you might see, you may hear a couple of four little words, you may hear a couple of three little words, and all that. But if you okay, so Pat Beverly, this is my thing. You called it a fraternity. It is a fraternity. Go back to the 80s and, you know, early 90s, you know, when ball was ball, when you were coming down the lane, you knew you were going to get, you know, knocked on your ass. If you were playing the Knicks, if you were playing the Pistons, you know, you had the Celtics, you had these teams. A player like Pat Beverly isn't the way he is back then. Is that a true statement? Because these guys just really wouldn't give a shit about all this stuff and they would literally knock him on his ass. Back then, Patrick Beverly wouldn't be playing because somebody, yeah, somebody be to knock him on his ass more. Yeah, Sincer- sincerely though. I mean, really, yeah. guys aren't letting. Back in my day, we weren't letting. I got into two situations, man, and and one of them is my friend now, Ricky Pierce, and mm-hmm. I. It was, the other one was Chuck Person, and my thing was, man, you know, I um, I hit Ricky Pierce upside the head, and I won't lie, I did it on purpose, so he wouldn't score. I know I fouled him, but I hit him on top of the head. So it wasn't anything that was going to injure him. It wasn't anything malicious. Uh, he got upset about it. So my thing was, I didn't want to have a long conversation about it. Hell, we could settle it out by the buses. But that's, Damn. you know, that's just guys going back and forward. You saw Reggie Miller go back and forth with Michael Jordan. But when you start trying to go at people's legs, the knees and all that kind of stuff, that's totally out of bounds. Uh, Bill Lambeer was a dirty player, but Bill Lambeer wasn't trying to end guys' careers. And Patrick Beverly, I think he doesn't care one way or the other. So I'm really upset with the NBA for allowing him to get away with that kind of stuff. But I guess, as they say, it is what it is. Yeah, it is. Hey, stats, I want to get you thing. I know I didn't ask you what you've been up to, uh, but I know you're one of the hardest working guys in the whole business like Shamaya, too. So. I want to get your thoughts on the Pat Beverly thing stats uh, before I get to rock. I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm agreeing with Derek, the whole thing. It's, it's the, it's a fraternity type thing for the NBA. You got players, you don't go out and disrespect players like that. How are you feeling on the whole Patrick Beverly thing? Because that's a very hot topic right now in the past couple of days. Yeah. I, uh, I've, I've just like you, I've seen like clips of the situation, but, um, I think Pat just went too hard and uh, I think, well, I think the media in general went really hard on Paul and let's be honest, this, the game seven collapse really hurt. Like, I think it tarnished his legacy um, just because of, you know, he's been known to have these postseason, whether it's injuries or just things not working out. um, It's just continuing to kind of add to that, the idea that there's a cloud over him of sorts. But um, I, I think Pat Beverly just went too hard on him. And it, keep in mind, Paul just dealt with a situation between like, you know, with the fans and his family um, in the same series. So um, it's, I think it's just unnecessary. And uh, Paul was playing injured too. And I know that's not an excuse, but 
you know, he's playing hurt and, it, you know, it, it takes guts to go ahead and just go out there and tough it out. And don't get me wrong, the, the whole team sucked. Like all the, the Suns just did not show up in general. And uh, the Mavs did do a good job defensively on them, but the Suns, for no one to show up on that team, it hurt them. But it, but this that, that doesn't mean that Pat can go out there and just like lambast Chris Paul like this on national television. I just think it was what? unnecessary. Patrick Beverly, though. Exactly. That was my question. Why Patrick? Why would you get Patrick Beverly? Isn't uh, that like the yeah. most intelligent guy, Patrick Beverly? No. He, he's a talker. That's why they brought him on. They know that he would bring eyes to the product. They know that he would probably let loose. Uh, same deal with Draymond. They, they like bringing on guys who just want to speak their mind and maybe say some things that... Controversial. Uh, exactly. You got it, Derek. You know, guys with like with attitude and who will kind of let loose and like you said, just to cause, you know, some controversy and the media does hover around that. Well, we know why Devin Booker played well, because he wasn't getting, you know, the love from Kendall Jenner. Oh, anymore. my gosh. Apparently he, <laughs> she broke up with him like yeah. halftime or something or before the game. Oh, <laughs> we're not oh. getting that million dollar booty anymore. Yeah, you're going to play like crap, I'm sure. He's the Rocky, three or 14 Rocky, shooting. I don't think Rocky so. knows that for sure. Rocky knows because yeah. Rocky gets that million dollar booty every day. I'm pretty yeah. sure. You know, maybe sometimes, you know, maybe every other day, you know, I might. Every, uh, yeah, you get it. You get it a lot, man. I'm sure. No, uh, no woman can resist those eyes and that three. Three-inch uh, shorts, not anything else. A three-inch shorts, shorts or whatever man. you wear. Nah, man, I'm focusing <laughs> on myself, man. Women are trouble. All right, man. So Pat Beverly. I mean, again, you're a guy that you actually are a guy that one of us that isn't broad. And I, I guess broadcasting. You cover media. You do a lot of writing. So as part of the journalist journalistic part, this was a terrible move, I think, to have Pat Beverly on. But him acting the way he did doesn't really seem journalistic in a way. Yeah, I mean, in a way, it's just a bunch of slander that you can't really provide facts up facts about. I mean, yeah, you can bring up stats, but necessarily stats don't define a game. I I personally see it two ways. You know, it is messed up, but like you know, part of my dark humor, like it was just funny seeing like what he's doing because, in the words of Drake, how he says bench players talking like starters. Yeah, he's at a bench player, yeah. but like a sense, you know, it's just funny to me because all the memes are like. Pat Bev such a bum. Like, why is he talking? You know, you always have those players or anything or the people in any sport or any industry, you know, they talk the most mess, but they suck. And I mean, given he's an NBA, I can't really say he sucks. You know, like he made the NBA, you know, he can sauce me up, you know, any NBA player can sauce up any average Joe, but it's just wrong for him to slander people like that. And I think going off the journalistic view, the way it is, is they brought him on for a reason it's for views. They they knew what he was going to talk about. And did they, you know, try to sway away from it? Did they try to not share it anymore, try to get rid of it? No. You're getting views, you know. As they say, is, you know, uh, bad news is good news because you're still getting talked about. Here we are talking about Patrick Beverly, and that's good news for him because we're talking about him. And he's seen it as a good thing because everyone in America is talking about him. ESPN is getting those views that they got talked about. So that's in a way, from the news side, but again, it's like, is it really true what he's saying? Yes, he did screenshot something on Twitter today showing us that, that, that I think he, like when he guards Luca, Lucas struggled the worst, but then people were in the stat, and people were in the comments were like, dude, like Lucas dropped like, like 30 points every time he's got, gone against you. Like, why are you talking? But I mean, it's, it's just part of me, dark humor, it's funny, and especially like 
How are you going to get slandered by Danny Green, man? Danny Green comes on you and slanders you. Out of all people, you're going to let Danny Green, a three-time champion, slander you, but like, even though it's like kind of funny because he's a meme to us. But Is it wrong that I, I called Danny Green... Like when we were trying, when he was with the Spurs and then he got traded to uh, well, Toronto and then he was playing with the Lakers. I was kind of upset and I don't remember why I was on radio and I was a little pissed off. And I said, Danny Green, you know, is a winner like a Rolex, but his game and everything else is like that cheap plastic watch you buy at the local store. I don't know why I said that. That's just kind of dumb by me. But I mean, that's the reason why I bring up Danny. But as I mean, the Patrick Beverly thing, I, I don't, I don't know, man. I mean, I hey, hope early. ESPN learns it. What's up, there? Don't you think? Look at the, the both sides. Okay, this was going to happen. Right now, the ratings are high, but we know how things could change at the right the drop of a dime, drop of a hat. Right? Yeah. So yeah. Your, your your ratings are high right now, but what's going to end up happening? is you're going to end up losing the basketball people. And you heard what Rocky said. It's funny and all that. So you're going to have an audience, but it's not going to be a basketball audience. It's supposed to be a basketball talk show. So all you're going to really be having is guys that are watching the show for comedy instead of what it's supposed to be about, which is the game of basketball. So you just wait a few days. That's what's going to happen. A lot of people were really ticked off that ESPN would allow Patrick Beverly to have his network to go on Stephen A. Smith's show, Jalen uh, Rose's show, uh, Max Kellerman's show. He acted a fool on all these shows. So that's going to turn a lot of true basketball people off. Mm-hmm. So eventually ESPN is going to have some uh, work to do because they're going to have to figure out how they can get the true basketball audience back. Exactly. Exactly. I I agree completely with that statement. I mean, it was just for comical things. Yeah, I mean, you got another guy that works on ESPN is Kendrick Perkins, and he says a lot oh, of man, yeah. I mean, you've got him on there already. You don't really need to add Patrick Beverly. That's no. just kind of like <laughs> that was just a terrible thing. But what's not terrible is we do still have NBA playoffs. We're gonna get into some Spurs talk here towards the end of the show. We're gonna hit up the playoffs real quick. We did see uh, Boston end up losing to Miami. They came out of the gates hot. I mean, super hot. <laughs> Looked like they were going to upset the Heat. I'm taking the Celtics to win the title, as a matter of fact. I've got them win the title. Um, I don't know why. Maybe because Joseph Forte is my favorite North Carolina player, so I have his jersey, and I got a Celtics jersey. So I'm going to say I've been taking the Celtics to win but, I mean, with Derek, as far as Miami and the Celtics go, do you see this series go in seven games, or is it going to be quick work by one of the two teams? No, I see it going six. Um, and it's funny you mentioned yesterday because one of my friends called me from Detroit, and he called me talking trash in the first half, right? I wasn't even watching <laughs> the game. I was, I was sitting out on the porch outside, and he calls me, and uh, he's laughing. And, man, I told you Boston this and Boston that. So I had to remind him. I said, wait, let's back up. First of all, you picked uh, Philadelphia and Milwaukee. So I'm the one that picked Boston and Miami. So now I got to educate you on the Boston-Miami series. This is why I picked Miami Heat. And I'll tell you guys. Jimmy Butler, P.J. Tucker, Bam Adebayo. And if he's healthy, Kyle Lowry. I'm not even talking about basketball, period. 
I'm talking about you got those are just straight out, flat out dogs. Yeah. And that's what you need in the playoffs. I keep hearing people talking about Boston's defense. But okay, Boston was the best team from December on, I believe. But I also believe the second best team was the Miami Heat. And if you guys remember, Miami blew their lead. They had a big lead in the Eastern Conference. That lead shrank. And they were caught by the Milwaukee Bucks. They were caught by the Boston Celtics, who became number one for a day or two, and the um, Philadelphia 76ers. So it came down to the last month of the season. Miami pulled away again and established the first place, which is a home court advantage. So when you have Jimmy Butler and those guys and toughness that they have, and they're very deep, they're deeper to me than Boston. If I look at Boston, all I see off the bench is Kevin Pritchard, and uh, they started Robert Williams, so I'll take him away. So I know they missed Marcus Smart, and they missed Al Horford. But I expect the Heat to play better in this series. I think the Heat win this series, and I'm going to break it down to the lab. The biggest reason I picked the Heat, after all the plan goes on, all the adjustments, you got a guy named Eric Spolstra and Pat Riley. I take them and their experience over Emi Adoka, who I love. Of course, he was down here as an assistant with the Spurs. But I got to go with the experience. The team has been there. Um, I just believe in the Miami Heat, and I see them winning this series in six games. Dad, you know, Spolstra and Riley, I mean, Spolstra alone doesn't get a lot of love for his coaching, but the guy is a magnificent coach. He's I mean, coach, man. I, I'm going to say this, and I'm probably going to piss people off with maybe, which I don't really care, but I, I really do consider Spolstra as the second best coach in the NBA. I really Ooh, do. Work. I have Papa's number one. Currently, right now, yeah. Well, I'm talking about Popovich right now, coaching in the NBA career wise in the league right now. Obviously, I've got Pop one, but I've got Spolster two. Well, I'm going to get any argument for me or Spolster one and Pop two. See, I may not be able to to beat Derek one on one on the court, but I can get him to kind of give me some props off the court every now and then. Oh, I'll give you props all the time. Hey, Rocky uh, Stats, we're going to get to you guys on the Golden State-Dallas series. Rocky, Dallas and Golden State. Now, I am taking the Mavericks on this series, and the only reason why is because I haven't seen a run like this by a player since Michael Jordan. And we're talking about Luka Doncic. Literally carrying this Mavericks team on his back, Right, he's just riding the complete wave, man. Averaging what 30 points a game in the last series. Uh, they're our playing right now as we're on. He's got 17 through two quarters. I mean, the performance by Luca is it enough to get them over the hump against the Warriors? I mean, I think so. I mean, like, like Derek bring up the word earlier dog, man. Luca is a dog. This guy is insane what he does, but just because of his elite level in his greatness. I mean, yes, I'm using that word greatness around him because, I mean, he's arguably the best player in the road right now, and he's only 23. And I saw a meme that I sent y'all earlier. This man was drinking a beer with Boba, and people are like, <laughs> how are you going to get sauced up by a guy who lives off a diet of alcohol, hookah, and some McChickens, and then just goes out and gives someone 50-piece? Like, that's just crazy, man. This guy's just giving buckets out. And right now, they're down by... 
10. But, I mean, dude, if you have Luka, you're in the series no matter what. I can see an upset happening. I would not be surprised if we get a rematch of the Heat and the Mavs. But maybe the Heat come around because of the, they're so deep and the Mavs are not as deep that they'll eventually win the title. But they have a shot, really. It depends on you know, who's going to step up and to help Luka. I know people you know refer to Brunson, but it's all going to come down if Dallas makes those shots, man. I mean, no one's going to check Luka and the Warriors. You, you could say Draymond, but you know, Draymond's not going to go check him. Steph's going to be left on an island. Steph's going to be crying the whole time because Luka's just going to post him up or just sauce him up every time. But it, like I think we had reference on the Baller Boys podcast last week that the Warriors are not even at their full level yet. And, you know, me, Shamaya, and Stats, we all said, you know, if they start hitting man, dude, they're going to be scary, man. It's scary hours for them. You might see Drake at the game, you know, just shouting them out and being a bandwagon of the Warriors. So we'll have to see. But if the Warriors get hot, it's going to be a real long series or a real, I guess you could say a short series for the Mavs. Yeah, stats. What are you giving me on the uh, Mavs and Warriors? Now, the only thing that I see, this is kind of a key before I give it the stats here. I'll get into it a little bit here. I, I think with the Mavs, there's a secret player that a lot of people don't talk about. And for me, it's frightening Akina. If he can spell, you know, Luca's minutes every now and then, or even Brunson's minutes, then Akina is actually a pretty decent defender. And if he can play some pretty good defense on Steph, even uh, on Clay. It can kind of keep the Mavs a lot closer in these games. And that's kind of something that I've just looked at kind of like in my situation. Hey, Rude, before stats come on, I got to ask you, why you guys keep talking like this is 2018, 2015 through 18? Wait a minute, are we? Oh, Rocky. no, we're in 2022. Hey, Rock. I mean, it's the why y'all talking man. like this is the old Golden State team, though? I'm just saying, Draymond is not the same. He's slow. No. He's, he's lost a step. Clay has been injured twice. Steph has never shown up really like Steph Curry in the big games. Kaminga has no experience. Poole has no experience. I mean, why are you guys giving them basically the championship? <laughs> I mean, they're not, I mean, they're I mean, not the team I mean, with Sean Livingston and those guys. Yeah, but I mean, even though you could say that, like, I just feel like they have more experience than what the Mavs can bring, you know. Overall combined, they're going to get past the Mavs, but I mean, if even if they did make the finals, I can see the Heat pulling over them because of so much how deep they are. You know, Jordan Poole has been coming into his own, but I mean, he's not getting that experience, and I do agree with, you know, we haven't seen the full clay of the same Curry as it is, but I mean, it's just because of that veteran experience, and with Steve Kerr's there, I can just see them pulling to the finals, but it will be hard to beat the Heat or Celtics, whoever you know, takes over the East. Yeah, it is, I think the champion comes out of the East. As of right now, as of this recording, Clay Thompson, zero points through halftime. Well, yeah, and y'all surprised that he got zero, man. <laughs> Actually, I am surprised. I don't know why, but I am surprised that he has zero well, points. Well, in that last game against Memphis, didn't he have like a 40-burger? Yeah, yeah, one game. One yeah. game. Yeah, but that's, again, that's that's also why we're hesitant about the Warriors winning it all because they're just inconsistent. They can turn the ball over. They lack size. Sometimes they're their own worst enemy, you know? Hey, Stat, you on point already. Now, Stat, I got to go with you, and I ain't going to take over your time, but tell me this. With Luka, this is what makes the game interesting, right? Because a lot of people are looking at the Golden State team that gets up and down the floor, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. so you take that away. With Luka, doesn't that eliminate basically the fast break? Because 
What player controls the tempo now in the NBA better than anyone? Okay. Okay. So you're taking away their fast breaks pretty much. And so now you that means you're making it a half-court game. And then you're closing out on these guys on the three-point line. So you're making them start putting it on the floor. Mm-hmm. That's not the great, the best Golden State team. So I'm, all I'm right. saying is I'm going to give a turn over the stats. Do not expect this series to be easy and one-sided for the Golden State Warriors of <laughs> 2022. Oh, I completely, I completely agree. I think this is going to be another gritty series. Uh, I, I still see the Warriors pulling this out, but I wouldn't be surprised if it goes seven. You know, I mean, we got two two good defenses going on right now. Yeah, did you just? If it goes seven, you would still take the Warriors. I would still take the Warriors. So you didn't see uh, the Phoenix game. Uh, well, you, uh, I mean, that, that, that was a monumental collapse. Is anybody dating a Kardashian on this team now? <laughs> if you let Luca control, once Luca knows that you're a team that can't guard him, that puts him in control of the series. Yeah. And if Dallas can get three, believe me, with Luca, they're going to get four. So you can't go 3-3. Because it goes 3-3, it comes down to Steph Curry, who some of you guys give a lot more credit than I do, and it comes down to Luca. My choice would be the guy that's the best offensive player in the NBA right now overall, and that's Luka Doncic. Hell yeah. As a mic drop, I'm, you know, you you guys that are taking uh, the Warriors here, we're going to have a uh, – we're going to have y'all wear a Derek Gervin was right T-shirt. <laughs> some maps no, don't, do don't do that to me, man. You know me better than that. <laughs> oh, I know. I know. We got to have some fun with it. Man, we are back. This is Sweep the League podcast. Derek Gervin, Rudy Compost Jr., Stats, the rock himself. Shamaya is on the beat. He's just, you know, he's making sure that this uh, show flows, but I know he'll jump in here every now and then. We're back here on podcast. We're going to be coming to you every single week. We're going to be dropping a new episode here of Sweep the League. We've got one more monumental task because people were honking yesterday in San Antonio and it wasn't because we won the title. It wasn't because, you know, we made the playoffs. It's because we ended up with the ninth pick in the draft. The lottery was yesterday, uh, the 17th, and we got the ninth pick, which is expected. You know, we had a 20.2% chance to land in the top four I think it was like 4.5% to land in the uh, top spot. Spurs ended up sending David, the uh, Admiral Robinson, to the lottery. The Admiral wasn't much luck for us, but that's okay. He's brought many more beautiful and wonderful things to San Antonio. At the ninth pick, I I did my, uh, my first uh, mock draft, actually. So I was able to say, okay, well, who are the Spurs going to take? I had them taking uh, – I, I, you got to forgive me because – I'm going to butcher the guy's name, and that's that's pretty terrible. Benedict Mather, Mandarin. Mandarin. All Mandarin. Right, now Wait, like All Mandarin? Arizona. Yeah, Man. Benedict Mandarin from uh, from Arizona. Mandarin, yeah. what, yep. what a name. I'm, I'm going to give him an A, a plus for that name. What a, a player. What a player. Yeah, mm-hmm. A great player. And to me, he makes so much sense for the Spurs squad. I mean, yes, they need to get some height in there, which I had them actually drafting uh, Nikola Jovic and EJ Lido, uh 20 and 25, which is some big big men right there. Uh, but with Benedict Mantharin, you're getting a sharpshooter. You're getting a, a really smart player. I kind of do hope the Spurs get him. We're going to get Derek's take on Mantharin 
Do you see him possibly becoming a spur at that ninth pick? If he comes, you see what I'm doing? I'm waving goodbye to Lonnie. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's the main reason why I had him taken by the Spurs at that time because the uncertainty of Lonnie Walker means you've got to fill that void. And being that this draft is pretty good at the uh, the two and three spot, you've got to get the best one available at the time. Agreed. The other guy that I saw possibly going in the later part of the round uh, was Patrick Baldwin Jr. Now, what's terrible about Patrick is that he was, uh, let me go to Duke University or let me go to Milwaukee. He ended up going to Milwaukee to play for his dad, which sadly his dad was fired, I think, after like a three and seven start. So (laughs) his dad ended up getting replaced, but he only played five games last year. And those five games were terrible games for him. For me, I think it was a bad system overall, not including the injuries, but I wouldn't mind seeing him grabbing a Patrick Baldwin Jr. later uh, in the first round. Derek, as far as Spurs fans are go, do you happen to see a guy that you like in the draft that could fall the Spurs at nine if it's not Mandarin? Yeah, or you no, know, you, name, you named the same guy I was going to name. Mandarin or whatever his name is. He's the same guy I was going to name. Um, uh-huh. it's, I don't know, man. It's so These guys from the, the first seven guys, I guess, is pretty much um, – Everyone to know who they are. The seventh guy, I think, would be Johnny Davis. Up to so up to Johnny Davis from uh, yeah. Wisconsin. After that, it's a crapshoot. So uh, you know the Spurs will have to go. Going to have to do their due uh, due diligence. I'm sure they'll figure it out uh, like they usually do. But I'm hoping um, that the trend continues. That they bring in a player that could play now, as opposed to sending them overseas. Um, so as you know, I was a very good, big fan of Devin Vassell uh, last year. Mm-hmm. So I hope they bring this young man in, uh, Matherin, whatever his name, is, give him an opportunity. <laughs> on, on the other end of the spectrum, I know that'll be, uh, cause some uh, anxiety and a lot of people be sad because we'll kind of be going through the uh, Patty Mills situation again, uh, losing a guy that's uh, very well liked in the community. Uh, and that's what I think they, Lonnie, a lot of people here like Lonnie Walker uh, as a person. And so that's just what the Spurs are going to have to figure out. Do they want to give up Lonnie right now and maybe uh, gamble on another player uh, as opposed to the one they, you know, we're talking about? So, I mean, they, they, they have some things they have to figure out. You, real quick, before I go to Rock and Stats there, do you think the Spurs will actually, I mean, okay, first off, I don't see a team paying Lonnie like a huge amount of money. I don't think he's got that kind, of, but you do have teams and owners out there that will throw stupid He'll money his way. Well. Somebody will give him between nine and twelve. And I think when we were when we were on the radio, we mentioned this, and I think I said I wouldn't mind paying him between nine and ten. Right there, that would be my my for the Spurs. I think nine and ten is a good number for Lonnie Walker, but you know there's going to be a team out there that'll say twelve, which 12. he's Somebody always going to go. The, the yeah. Sacramento Kings. It's possible, and Sacramento's <laughs> actually trying to get out of that fourth spot. So, could you have a lot of fans, a lot of uh, armchair GMs in San Antonio, which I'm going to get to rock on here in a minute. A lot of arm fan, uh, armchair uh, fans in San Antonio that are saying, package, you know, the ninth, package Lonnie, and package somebody else to get up to four. But then yeah. if you go to four, 
there's no guarantee you're going to get a Paolo Bancaro, a Jabari Smith, or a Chet Holmgren. You're looking at a Jaden Ivey. So what in the hell are you going to do with a DeJounte, Jaden Ivey backcourt? It's the same thing if you when you had DeJounte and Derek White. Yes. It makes no sense at all to go get it. So why would you want to move up to four? To me, it makes zero sense. But as far as going back to Lonnie Derek, do you really see him coming back to San Antonio? Or do you think a team will actually pay him that $12 million mark that I don't think the Spurs should wow. pay him that? I think he loves it here in San Antonio, man. But it's a business. Um, damn, I see him. I, I don't see him being here next year because I think at this point in his career, he wants to have a little more shine. I don't mm -hmm. think he wants to settle for nine to 12 million. Uh, I think he wants to, I think Lonnie has a uh, very high expectations for himself. Uh, he's very athletic, of course. And we saw some flashes this year at one point, uh, like for a week or two, he was on fire. So a lot of teams are going to remember that. And I see someone out there uh, giving him $12 million. I I'll be surprised to be honest, if he does come back. Yeah, same here. I don't I don't see him coming back if it's going to be a ridiculous contract. If he's in the 9 to 10 range, I don't I'd have no doubt the Spurs will have any any problems paying him between 9 and 10. Stats, uh we we're going to move the show here because we got a little bit of time left here, but I want to get to Rocky as well. I want to go to Stats as well. Um for the draft itself, are you seeing any guy out there that you like that the Spurs may have a chance to even 9 even in the bottom part of the draft? You know, you got 20 and 25 as well. Did we we had stats. I don't know. He said stats first. <laughs> That's what <laughs> yeah, I was wondering. No, I'll say stats, stats. Give me stats. Uh, I don't okay. need to rock a little bit. <laughs> uh, no, again, and this was a name that has been out there for a little bit. Uh, Jalen Duran. Um, he was a name who was mentioned a, a while, like for a while now. And yeah. Yeah, a big man. I know they were looking for a big dude. And this, this guy can power it in the paint. And uh, I think it would help out the Spurs for a. Uh, to get a little size on that team. Man, that is an excellent pick you just named there, dude. Do you hear me? Well, thank you very much. Yeah. Excellent pick that you just named for the Spurs. And I'm sorry he kind of fell off the radar with that Memphis debacle that went on up there with him and Imani mm -hmm. Bates and uh, Penny Hardaway. But, man, that's a perfect pick you just made right there for the Spurs. And I, I love that choice. Well, I'd love to see Duran uh, become a Spur, but... You know, I don't have him dropping to nine. As a matter of fact, going on my mock draft that I did, the very first one, I've got Jalen Durant going five to, uh, to Detroit. Yeah, well. <laughs> I mean, and you and Shamaya will love that, you know, but that takes care of that takes care of the big man problems. Well, I'd rather, rather they have him here, but, <laughs> but yeah, oh, I, I know, I know. I don't see him dropping that far either. Yeah, I mean, even you have Spurs fans calling for Keegan Murray, but I've got Keegan Murray going to Portland at seven. I mean, I don't see mm -hmm. any of these big guys dropping to the Spurs at nine, which leaves, you know, hey, you've got to get that shooter, that sharpshooter. Uh, so Matherin makes a lot more sense. Rocky, we're going to go to you before we uh, actually close off uh, Sweep the League here, the very first episode, the return, the comeback episode of Sweep the League. What's your uh, what are you seeing out there in Spurs Twitter, man? I know you've got a lot. Of your uh, you're the lock on social media. You are a big social media guy for us uh, on the radio show. What are Spurs fans seeing are going out there? Because I I've seen people, I've seen one guy, and he's actually a Project Spurs guy. Mentioned Leonard Miller at nine, which oh yeah, I, I've seen I've seen the footage on Miller, great player, but there's not enough of him, and I believe people are 
banking on the combine. Well, I mean, yeah, the combine, you can have a terrific combine, but that doesn't make you go. That's not going to make you say, oh, well, I'm going to have the greatest NBA career ever. No, no, no. I don't see a letter Miller going inside of the top 20, but what are the fans talking about? I see more people talking about trades as well. Yeah. I mean, it seems like after everyone realized the reality that we didn't get a top four pick, it is disappointing, but now it's kind of debating who you rather get at nine or would you trade up? I know I saw someone mention, you know, possibly Vassell and nine to move up to four, but man, I wouldn't trade Vassell. I think if they traded anyone, your likely candidate, if we really want to get a pie, I know people say Lonnie is probably going to be Keldon. And then I know before I fans freak out about Keldon. Trading Keldon Johnson? Yeah. Well, I'm thinking about it. If you're going to, no, I'm saying I'm not for the trade, but I'm saying a likely can, candidate, if you want to, they're going to ask for Keldon. Well, to get into the top four, you're talking. Yeah. Oh, and, okay. okay. And, and you're, and I'm not saying that we should. I'm just saying that's like the reality. You know, fans are like, oh, I'll give you Josh Richardson, Doug McDermott, and the pick. I'm like, you're not going to get anything out of that. <laughs> and then even if even if you package 9 and 20 and the other pick, you're probably going to go up two spots, maybe three, in my opinion. You know, like, why? how are you going to convince a team, like, hey, like, you should move down, you know, a couple spots, and you're going to have to pay three players now. It's like, no, like, you're not, it's not going to happen. But... I've been seeing a lot of people say, like y'all said, Keegan Murray is a popular pick. I with stats, I agree on Jalen Duran. He would be a hell of a pickup to the team. I was looking at a, at a mock right now, and it's just like a you know a NBA draft from what people how they compare and they say, like, oh, this player is going to pants this player, blah blah blah. And you mentioned Leonard Miller, and I saw you know the project project Spurs staff member talk about them, and at first I was like, who the hell is that? I don't know who Leonard Miller is. And I looked him up and he has pretty good tape. And his comparison is Paul George. But, you know, people throw out comparisons left and right. I mean, you're looking at Johnny Davis being compared to Manu Ginobili right now as I read these things. And they have the Spurs taking Usman Dang, small four for New Zealand Breakers, France. And I just love to see the outbreak and outcry fans would have when the Spurs just take another European prospect. I just, I would just love to see that pay money to see how everyone would react. Well, don't ever go by comparisons. Cause when I entered the, uh, the NBA draft back in 1997 from high school, uh, they had my comparison at Michael Jordan, a poor man's Michael Jordan. <laughs> uh, I don't know how I didn't get drafted then if they was comparing me to a poor man's Michael Jordan, but no, man, you know, the good thing about the draft is you, it's unknown. It's the unknowing is what it is. You, you can go and grab, you know, Anthony Bennett was the the man, the number one pick for Cleveland Cavaliers. Oh, gosh. <laughs> yeah, you can go and grab a two-time MVP at number 41 in the second round in Nikolai in uh Nicole Jokic. Hey so, Rudy, yeah, you, you gotta have a good workout today. Remember, they, that's it comes down really to me, these individual workouts. Oh, yeah. That's what I'm saying. To me, the combine doesn't mean shit anymore. It I mean, doesn't. It's it's the individual workout. I mean, do you want to have a combine? I went to the combine, so hell, that's pretty much outdated. It's now, what do you do? What have you done for me lately? So team's going to bring you in individually because they want to see what kind of uh, disposition you have, not just what kind of player you are. Yeah. And that's, so they want to see these things in, in person. It's a lot of little intangibles you can't tell from a distance. So they bring these guys in and talk to them and, you know, go out and wine and dine them and all these things, man. Um, 
And that's what's going to decide. They're going to go with the guy they're most comfortable with fitting into the team concept. So it might not be a player that the fans are expecting, but it'll be someone that the Spurs see as able to make them uh, rise another level next season. Exactly. Exactly. So I, you've been to the combine as we close out the show here, you've been to the combine. Do, do I smell, and we can actually get Shamaya on this because Shamaya has cameras and everything. Do I smell a sweep the league NBA draft combine? Can, can you put us, Derek, Derek, can you put us through the rigors of the combine? <laughs> yeah, I sure could. All right. right so I, I'm down for that. I know Rock is down. Stats, are, would you be a part of the combine? Oh, my gosh. Can you do the combine? I'll just have you guys just jump up and try to your vertical and then try oh, to Oh, God. Go. Oh, I'm no. have to lower those things, man. Oh, I can't boy. that high. No way. All right. So we're going to actually work this out. We're going to work on it. I'm going to set it up. We'll get with Derek. We'll go with everybody. We're going to have the official first annual Sweep the League NBA Combine. <laughs> and Derek's going to be the one putting us through the, uh, the rigors of the course. The rigorous training. Huh? Yeah. And as a matter of fact, um, Galler will be a part of it too. So we'll have Galler at the Combine as well. Uh, we'll get everybody to know when it is. We'll get Shamaya to do some video let's, if he let's can. Let's meet at Harburger Park, man. <laughs> Harburger Park. Wherever we need to meet at, we'll meet out for the combine. So, well, hey, man. It, <laughs> it was a great uh, a great first back episode, man. We're going to be doing this weekly. We're going to release an episode weekly. Thanks, everybody, for joining us. Hey, Find us all over um, or Spotify. It's what Spotify It's going to be on uh, probably on YouTube, um, Apple podcast, everything podcast available. Much love to uh, Stats and Shamaya. They're going to be helping us a lot here. So for Derek Gervin, for The Rock, for Stats, for Shamaya, Rudy Campos Jr. Guys, you got anything last words to say first off? I love you guys, man. I'm glad to be back doing the show with you guys. Awesome. Rock. I'm into that. Uh, I was just going to say, uh, Shamaya, if we do this video, do I have to wear a fur coat? Ooh. <laughs> well, uh, Dallas is down right now, so we'll see if they can actually get this W. All That's right, it. so can Rock... Okay, Rock, I challenge you to do the combine in a fur coat. And I know where you're, I know where you're going with that. I'm not dumb, but I'm saying I think you should show up in the fur coat. I'll show up in some jeans with holes in them. I can do hey, that. Hey, he's a Detroiter, man, so he's probably got a fur coat. Heck yeah, I do. Wow. <laughs> I wonder if Shamaya does. We're going to have to find out if she Yeah, I got one. I you do have one? one? Yeah, I'll wear it. Ooh. Well, I ain't going to wear it in Texas, but I'll, I'll bring it. <laughs> no, don't wear it in Texas, man. Don't wear it in Texas. <laughs> we'll get the combine worked out. But for everybody on Sweep the League, thanks, everybody, for joining us. We'll be back next week with another episode of Sweep the League podcast. See y'all later. Later. Have a good night, man.